the steam engine, the telephone, the home computer, and now MultiplayerSquad.com. It's a place to laugh, a place to love, a place to forge new friendships that'll last a lifetime. Come join us on Patreon to help support our independent podcast and to get access to our exclusive Discord server. What's that? This must cost a fortune? Not at all. It's only $5 a month. Again, that's MultiplayerSquad.com. Now it's time to start the show. Josh, what are you doing? Stop chasing that shiny object. They're waiting on us. The year is 2022. GameStop market cap is now valued at $50 billion. Visit my local GameStop. The smell of urine, body odor, and energy drink burps no longer present in the air, instead replaced by a trail of petunias and daffodils leading to a revolving door entrance. Leave my coat with the doorman and check myself in before walking into the air-conditioned 2,000-square-foot three-story building with valet service. Immediately greeted by the sounds of Vivaldi's spring performed by the shop's string quartet on the way in. Walk past the marble water fountains and Roman pillars to the used Blu-ray aisle. Pick up a $3 copy of the classic Nicolas Cage film Drive Angry. Guy in a tuxedo at the checkout puts on his white gloves and bags it up for me while I enjoy a spoonful of complimentary caviar. Sign up for the pre-order list of Kerbal Space Program 2 and leave my signature in the guest book. Bellboy carries my bag for me to the entrance and wishes me a good evening. Guys, this is the Multiplayer Gaming Podcast. I don't even want to give you the description of the show. I'm just so excited to get going today. I'm your host with the diamond hands, Paul, a proud part owner of GameStop. I'm either going to the moon or I may have already crashed into the ground, leaving a giant crater by the time you hear this. No one knows. I'm here with my dear friend, Josh. Josh, are you buckled in on this spaceship with me, or are you just enjoying the show from afar? No paper hands here, buddy. We're going to Alpha Centauri in a rocket ship with our GameStop stock. Oh, man, I am glad to hear it. So, you know, happy Thursday, everybody. We are here with This Week in Gaming. Obviously, the biggest story of the week, probably the month, probably one of the biggest stories of the year. The year, Paul. Yeah, it really is, is just seeing what's going on in the stock market and also with cryptocurrency right now. The uh, intro that I read there comes courtesy of a post from a 4chan user that I read and just really enjoyed. I saw it posted on Reddit's Wall Street Bets, and I had to just share it with you all. And as we get started here, you know, here comes the obligatory. Josh and I are not financial advisors. You know, I, I can't speak for Josh, but I just like the GameStop stock personally. I like, I like the it. stock. I like the you stock. You like it too? Oh. Okay. <laughs> People are like, wait, is this a stock podcast? Did I click the wrong button? No, no, no. We are a gaming podcast. Absolutely. And clearly this has overlap being that it, it's so, you know, integrated with GameStop. It's It's just a fantastic story. And in no way should you ever take financial advice from Josh or me. We are certainly not experts in In regards to investing. Don't ever take advice from me and ever. Like, (laughs) that's usually, that's a pretty safe bet in life. Yeah. I'm not sure we're experts in regards to anything, Josh. So don't, don't listen to us for advice. But, 
you know, in this case, I, I, I am a part owner of GameStop and, and I'm loving it. I'm loving the ride so far. I like the stock, Paul. What can I say? GameStop, <laughs> it's 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 time to shine yet once again. Back to the glory days. Okay, maybe not. But <laughs> if we all make a ton of money off of it, then it's great. So or at least if we make uh, the hedge funds lose a lot of money, that's that's equally fun in this in this case. That's that's worth my investment too, to be honest. So exactly, it works both ways. So I don't know about you, Josh. This story has really been consuming my time. I never thought I'd be spending probably an hour and a half a day just reading posts on Wall Street bets. But it's just been such a blast. Do you want to give maybe just a little bit of a brief summary from your perspective of what's going on here with GameStop? Okay. So for those that are listening and going, what the heck are you guys talking about? I thought you were going to talk about video games. Don't worry, we will get there. But this is hands down the biggest thing that has happened in the world in quite some time. So my very brief summary for those that aren't aware of what's going on or maybe have heard, "Ah, yeah, I know there's something going on with GameStop and Wall Street and all that. Here is the the explain it like I'm five. Okay, big, bad hedge funds can do a thing where they buy stocks that they think are going to tank. And if those stocks tank, then they make a whole bunch of money. Okay. So what the hedge funds did is they said, what, what is a company that we know is going to go bankrupt soon? And they picked GameStop. And everybody knows GameStop is terrible. As gamers, we know GameStop <laughs> is terrible. Okay. Yes, we all grew up with GameStop. We loved them at one point, but then we got smart and we sure. realized horrible, horrible company. Right. So somebody somewhere got wind that the, the hedge funds did this and they went, you know, What's worse than GameStop is hedge funds. So we can actually we can actually like cause the hedge funds to just tank so bad and lose so much money if the price of this stock goes up instead of down. And thus a revolution was born. People started mm-hmm. buying GameStop stock and causing the price to go up. And as the price goes up, the banks will be forced to purchase that stock because they they did this thing called a short where they are promising to return the stock. Now they assume that the price was going to go down, but if it goes up, they lose megatons of money, but at the same time they are forced to buy the stock at its higher price. And so in a nutshell, that's what's going on. So the internet revolution is going on. People are buying GameStop stock, which has already skyrocketed the the stock price. I think it's sitting at $312 as of this recording. But when those banks have to start buying that stock, the sky is the limit. Like There are people saying that this stock price could go up to $1,000 or even higher. So then at that point, all of us, including Paul and me and, and you know anybody else out there, <laughs> are going to be filthy, stinking rich. <laughs> Maybe not, but you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's whenever you're dealing with stocks, it's always a little bit of a gamble, right? So basically, you kind of have like two different forces going against one another. You have the hedge fund managers who are assuming that those of us who are buying in on GameStop, as the price goes up, all of us will be tempted to sell it off, make a profit. The stock will start to go down. Everyone will get out of the game and sell their stocks, and then GameStop will tank. And that is very much the conventional wisdom of what would probably happen based on the history of stock. But 
from the side of people like on Reddit who are a part of the Wall Street Bets community, it's become a little bit more different. It's become more of sending a message to Wall Street that we are not going to get bullied over. And so there's like this, you know, running meme slash philosophy of having diamond hands that you won't fold to the pressure. It's only going to make your hands encrusted in diamonds. <laughs> and the idea is that if everyone holds the line together and hold on to your stock, the hedge funds are going to have to get rid of all their shorts. They're going to have to keep buying stock. The price will go higher and higher and higher. There's even jokes that the stock is already to the moon and now we're on our way to Mars. You know, there's there's this kind of stuff going on. So who knows? Who knows who's going to blink and what's going to happen? But this is kind of a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity from my perspective because you had almost 140% of shorts to the stock owned. So it was just so heavily shorted. That means there's a guarantee of so many stock options being bought that it can go really nowhere but up, at least for a limited period of time. And no one really knows if we've already hit that point. Could still go up, could still go down. At this point, no one really knows for sure. The biggest takeaway from this is when people come together, when the common man that are not Wall Street hedge fund billionaires come together and say, hey, you know, if we all jump in on this together, then good things will happen for the people that came in together. That's like, that's really the biggest takeaway for me is like just seeing the camaraderie on Reddit mm-hmm. and, <laughs> and, you know, the people coming together and all of the amazing memes that have come out and the videos, like the Avengers Endgame videos and memes. And I mean, there's oh, yeah. been so much awesome <laughs> stuff that has come of this that that's what I'm like super thankful to be a part of. And I just love like every day. Like, is it funny to see these hedge funds losing billions because they're like kind of crappy and what the what they do like yes like that part's great too but it's the it's just the 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 everyday joes and janes coming together for a common cause and like seeing everybody in this you know and and your dogs agree, Josh. <laughs> yes. See, they they're they're hundred percent behind that too. Yeah. So that's yeah. I mean, that's it's awesome. So there 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 you go. If you didn't know what was going on before, now you know what's going on. Yeah, and just a, a little bit of context also, because I think normally I would not bet on a group of redditors to oh, be never. able <laughs> to hold the line like this and and to not sell stock when it is worth so much money. But there's a couple of things for why I think this is still going to continue a while. First of all, there is one user. I I can't say his username, uh, but in real life, his name is Keith Gill. He's given interviews now to like the Wall Street Journal, and he was in on this going back to June. And he basically, in his words, YOLO'd $50,000 into GameStop, and it's currently worth $46 million on paper. He has already cashed out $14 million, and so that's what he has available. And the rest, every single day, he just posts that he didn't sell, that it's still there. And so you have all these people saying, if he's holding, I'm holding. Yeah, you're talking $48 million this guy is just <laughs> letting ride, man. I don't have that kind of willpower. I'll tell you right now. Like, I got diamond hands, baby. But if I had $48 million sitting there that I knew like, I could take out and just retire with, 
I, there's no way I couldn't do that, man. And I get that he's got 14 million set aside, but you sure. know what's better than 14 million, Paul? 46. For- <laughs> <laughs> 46 million or 48 million or whatever it is. Hey, if that stock though, you know, goes oh, over a thousand, goodness. it's worth so much more. So that's it, right? I mean, it's always a gamble. You know, no one obviously knows where it'll go. But, you know, an- another thing going for it is just the fact that so many Redditors use an investment app called Robinhood. And Robinhood gets a lot of their revenue from other firms that they sell data to. Now, some of those firms are also the ones who are losing money on the GameStop shorts. And so for a little while, Robinhood removed GameStop stock entirely from the app where you couldn't even check it to see where it was at. And of course, the company says that they did this because the stock was so volatile and it's to protect their customers and and things of that nature. But then on the other side, people say, "Mm, the people who provide you revenue are losing money. They probably want GameStop not to be bought. And all of a sudden it disappeared on the app. And so some people are, you know, connecting those dots in their minds and saying this was an attempt to rig the market, drive the price down. And I think one of the worst things that you can do to Reddit is tell them they can't do something. And so I think this is kind of that backlash, you know, whether or not that's the reality, that's the way it's being perceived by a lot of people online. Um, but the last thing I'll, I'll just say about this story is that I am loving this trend now in the last couple of days where people are using their earnings to donate and to be so incredibly generous to the public. I mean, I'm seeing people who are ironically taking their earnings against the hedge funds, using that money to buy switches from GameStop. Yeah. Which they're, which GameStop's making money on and yeah. then donating those to children's hospitals. Um, people who are paying off their parents' houses, people who are paying off their own student loan debt. And I think it's just really neat to see that these are not people that are just doing it out of greed. They are doing it to send a message that is very personal to them. And then they're also using it to, you know, to, to do positive change to those around them. And I think it's so cool to see. Yeah, I love these stories that people are sharing about. Hey, I made a bunch of money off of this. You know, I, I I'm not a hedge fund billionaire where I'm just hoarding my money. You know, like I understand the value of this, and so I'm going to like pay it forward. We're talking about this because it is honestly like the story of like I, I I was telling my wife about this and I'm like, nothing like this has ever happened that I can think of. You know, I know like the country came together for like World War Two, but I wasn't, you know, I wasn't alive then, you know, that kind of thing. But like in my lifetime, which is significant, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like nothing like this has ever happened. And so we're watching it shake out. Nobody knows what the end result is going to be. So we are like, we're in it, man. Like, like I love, you know, Marvel. I love, we're in the end game. You know, yep, yep. <laughs> like, it's like nobody knows what's going to happen. So it's great. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, maybe, maybe we'll give some updates along the way. We'll see what happens. Hopefully we'll keep collecting that coin like Mario. And speaking of Mario, we have some news this week in regards to an upcoming release that is going to be coming out. We are seeing in February a release of Super Mario 3D World on the Switch, but it's also coming bundled with a new property, I guess you could call it that, called Bowser's Fury. Man, you know, I'm I'm 99% a PC gamer, 
I don't have anything against consoles. It's just I do most of my gaming on PC. We have a Switch. I don't play the Switch very often. I loved like Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. I've played it a little bit, but there's nothing that comes on the Switch that really gets me excited, right? Like it's just like, okay, I'm I'm excited for the next PC game that's coming out. Dude, I'm excited, man. Like this game looks great. Like number one, we have talked in previous episodes about Mario 3D World, right? Like mm-hmm. this is the game that I played with my wife that she hated playing with me because I'm trying to like race to the end of the level and she wants to explore and then she'd get stuck <laughs> right. in the bubble and I'd just be like, just bubble, just bubble, I'll get us to the end. And then she's like, no, that's not fun. Like I, I want to play. So she wouldn't play with me, but it's a great Mario game. Like I actually really enjoy that, that game. And then now it's coming out on the switch, but then they just, they're throwing in this little like, this little tidbit, this little Bowser's Fury, all of a sudden. A little add-on. Yeah, it's like, and Bowser's Fury looks amazing, man. This is where, like, the side dish is going to be better than the main dish. Like, this is what a lot of people, I think, are going to be buying it for, because this is something that's just a little bit new and different for Mario. Because, you know, I I, I did have Super Mario World, uh, Super 3D Mario World, and I thought it was okay, I think that the Mario games have been kind of hit or miss ever since they went 3D. But the Bowser's Fury is a little bit different because it's a little bit more open world. So basically you have access to these islands. The islands themselves have either obstacle courses or challenges that you have to complete. And then as you progress through the world, then you at the end are going to fight Bowser. And I love the idea of it being more challenge-based and where you get to just explore these islands and figure it out. It almost reminds me a little bit of Super Mario 64, where you would complete a challenge, they would tell you to go back to the same world, do a new challenge, and now you can earn a star. It kind of reminds me of that, but it's a little bit more just wide open world. Yeah, one of the cool things, too, is it's there. they did say, like, there's been some previews, there's been some people that have gotten to play it, and they've done write-ups, but obviously it's very guarded right now, like, there's a lot that they can't say. Everybody's wondering, like, how long is it? They're calling it, like, an expansion pack, I guess, is the easiest way to describe it, but people are like, we don't really know if it's an expansion, like, we can't say how long the playtime is. But what's really cool is, whatever you're doing, occasionally, Bowser gets ticked off, and Bowser yep. just makes an appearance <laughs> out of nowhere. Like he just rises up out of like the goo, like on yeah. the edge of the world, which is this super cool looking event. And then he just starts like throwing fireballs and boulders and all kinds of stuff. So you're trying to play the just the natural gameplay part of it. But then Bowser is just ticked off doing stuff to you. And then you have to deal, you have to deal with that. And then eventually you get to like fight him. Which is, like, that part looked really cool, too, and they did give a snippet of that in the preview. Yeah, and one of the other neat things is that when Bowser does come out of the ground like that, it starts raining, and it gets dark. And did you have sound on when you were watching this? Yeah. Did you hear, like, the like the heavy guitar riffs? Yeah. I've never heard guitar Dude, in a Mario they game. They made it's it always... super atmospheric. Like, that's the thing, is, yeah. like, when Bowser shows up, it gets, like your heart like your blood gets pumping like your heart kind of gets going you're like all right like it's on and then you don't get to just fight him right away i think you kind of have to from what i gather you have to like survive kind of him being mad for a little while and then it goes back to the normal thing and then he'll show up again 
but ultimately the the kind of goal of this expansion i guess is that you will wind up taking him on once you unlock enough of these cat shrines and then what that does is it enables like the mega cat shrine and then when you hit that like it grows you to the size of bowser but you are now cat mario right <laughs> yeah and then you fight him as cat mario um which i thought looked really neat too so all the previews I've read, everybody says it's super impressive. They love the route that this is going with like the Mario franchise because it is difficult. They said the fight is super fun and unique. Um, they like the atmosphere effects of it. I, I mean, I'm like I said, I don't really get excited for Switch games, and I'm really excited about this one. Like, I will legit get this and play it. Yeah, I definitely will too. And the game does have a multiplayer mode because Mario is being aided by Bowser Jr. in the game. And if you play by yourself, then it's controlled by an AI, kind of like Sonic and Tails. But if you have someone you can play with, then you can each control, you know, one person Mario, the other one Bowser Jr. And you can play it as a two-player couch co-op experience. So I think that... Yeah, yeah. Dude, I had no idea. You can do two I, I saw Bowser uh-huh. Jr. like floating around in his little thing that he does, you know, but I had oh, no, yeah. and I knew that he'd help you, but I had no idea that you can do that couch co-op. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Well, see, what a great touch. That's even better, man. Yeah, if we can play it online, we'll definitely have to two-player oh, it Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and when, uh, when Mario gets to be the super cat, you only see it for a split second in one of the trailers, but it really reminded me of Kong versus Godzilla. I can't because wait that's for how that big movie, they are. <laughs> I know it's gonna, I can't wait for it either. I mean, the Godzilla movies are always kind of hit or miss, but I'm, I'm excited for it. But that's what it reminded me of. Like they're both just these enormous, powerful creatures. It'll be a blast. Yeah, I I can't wait. I, there's not much that gets me excited switch wise. I mean, give me the next Breath of the Wild. You know, I mean, there's a couple franchises obviously that you know there's a reason we own a Switch. But I just I was really impressed from the moment I saw. It. If you haven't seen the footage, just Google it. It comes out February 12th. I mean, it comes out and soon two you know? weeks from yeah. recording this. Yeah, right. Yeah. So what, that's always pleasant too. Is it's like we're not waiting four months for this thing. Yeah, I, I'm just sick of buying so many old Mario properties between Mario 3D All-Stars oh, and now Super Mario 3D World. I'm going to own all of these Mario games, multiple copies. Yeah, I, I did not buy the All-Stars, um, thankfully. You, oh, Actually, you know, I take that back. My wife bought it, played it, and was like, <laughs> yeah, no, and then turned around and sold it and got her money back like instantly. Like She just put it on offer up or whatever and because you couldn't get it because stock was limited somebody just bought it like instantly for retail price so but yeah i'm the same way like i'll it's been long enough since i've played 3d world that it'll be it'll be fun like i'm sure i'll remember Mm -hmm. parts of it but it'll seem kind of new again i guess but bowser's fury being thrown in there is great yeah i think that's the draw yeah cat mario just never really did it for me in in mario Mario 3d world but yeah (laughs) all right and then the next thing that we wanted to talk about are trailers for two games that are going to be coming out in the second quarter of this year so as long as they don't get delayed we have a little bit of a history of covering games and then they get delayed but these are two games that we saw some new trailers for that i thought were pretty interesting and they are the day before and glitch punk so let's talk about the day before first What, what were some of your impressions um, the trailer looked really well done. It, I mean, it was well put together. You could tell that they had been working on it for a little while. 
I, it looks a little too good, Josh. It did look a little too good. It, <laughs> and here's the other thing I have to pick on this. So before we get into what the game actually is, if you are going to give a demo and you are going to have the people that are obviously playing the game role playing with each other, yeah. like in the game, like it's just I, I find that a little cheesy because that's not how most gamers play a game. Like if you and I are in the division, which this game looks an awful lot like the division, I'm not going to be like, check that building out over there, Paul. Looks I like know. that was taken over by a clan. Maybe we yep. should go explore that sometime. You know, like, I'm just going to be like, Paul, like, do you see any loot anywhere? Like, where? Oh, watch out for that guy over there. He's shooting. Like, you know, get, get to cover, whatever. But it's like, <laughs> I've reached the top floor. What yeah. is your location? Like, yeah. they're kind of talking like that. And it's like, no one talks like this in a game. The one line that I loved is the one guy goes, all right, all right, all right. I found a cowboy hat. And I was like, okay, someone might say that, but they would not say it so deadpan the way the guy did. I was like, you got to do the McConaughey if you're going to do that. Yeah. But, you know, it definitely seemed to be very highly scripted. I think this is kind of the epitome. We've just seen so many trailers of games that look too polished. They run a little too well. Things are a little too scripted. This has a whiff of that, but I'm cautiously optimistic because it is an MMO survival. So we can all play this online. Yeah, it it basically... So what the trailer looked like to me was the Division with zombies yeah like i mean the graphics are really really good and the animations were really solid which is why we're kind of like this is a high high level of polish right now maybe it's the real game if it is great but it legit looked like the division world but with hordes of zombies pvp they showed a they showed a snippet in there where another team of people came into a store that a guy was hiding in you know the other thing is there's three people on the other team with shotguns and then this guy has a pistol and he takes he takes out all three of them like or or, or the third guy goes running away yeah they all go different directions it's like the action movie where they all attack the hero one at a time it's very much like that it was and then so but i mean you know it looked neat there was the zombie horde kind of aspect there was the pvp aspect there was the looting they showed them looting cars over and over um you know, I'm interested. They definitely got my attention with this because I was a big fan of the division. Like I know, you know, you weren't crazy about it. I don't think you thought it was bad. Todd didn't play it at all. You know, that kind of <laughs> yeah. thing. But I thought the division was plenty of fun. I thought it was well worth the money and it was a good experience. So if they capture some of that and they give me cool zombies and they give me like open world PVP instead of just the dark zone, like I'm I'm in at that point. Unless I see something or, you know, read something that tells me otherwise, like, they've definitely got my attention from this trailer. Yeah, it definitely seems very interesting. It does have cover mechanics like The Division. And the only thing that kind of worries me is whenever you do third-person games with PvP, that gets a little tough to work out because you can see people coming around corners and you can ambush people. So if they kind of figure it out and do that in a good way, maybe just with like a ping on a radar system or something, then I, I'll, I'll probably probably be a little bit more interested. But the only other thing I noticed on top of what you pointed out is that there are meters for warmth, energy, and water. So there's definitely a little bit of that survival aspect while you're looting. It's not just guns and equipment, but it's also you know, those, those survival elements, which is kind of neat. 
if they do the survival elements really neat, I think this game could work really well because we all enjoy survival games and that aspect. So I think if it's, if there's the progression of let's learn how to survive and figure that part out, and then we can learn how to explore, and then we can learn how to, you know, gunplay and PvP and stuff like that. Like, I think that's a really great natural progression. So if they can follow that, wonderful. Yeah, I completely agree. And then we have the second trailer, which doesn't have quite as much information. It's a little bit shorter, a little bit less known, but Glitch Punk. What did you think about this one? I thought you were trolling me. Like, oh, really? Legitimately, when you put this in the dock and I saw uh-huh. Glitch Punk, I thought you were referencing Cyberpunk being oh, all glitchy. So then uh, I was right, like, right, oh, right. like, you know how I feel about Cyberpunk at this point. <laughs> like, you don't have to keep beating the dead horse, man. Like, <laughs> no, this know? is its own game and it's not a parody. It's a real game. Right. And that was, th- so then I was like, wait, this is actually like a real URL here. Let me watch this trailer. I'm going to be honest with you, man. I watched this trailer. This is not my kind of game, number one. Oh, really? And it was just absolute chaos. It was, and I mean, I think the trailer was supposed to, supposed to, to do that, but I learned something from watching this trailer that I already knew, but it had been a long time since I had realized it. And I do not like straight up top down video games. Oh, see, I like them. They're very nostalgic for me. I like top-down bird's-eye multiplayer games. Or this one's not multiplayer. This one's single-player. But yeah, I I like that. I don't... I I, Like, you know, isometric view is okay. Like, there's some games that have done it really well. Uh, Divinity Original Sin 2 is one of my favorite games as far as a role-playing game goes. I think it's great. Um. that's okay i'd mean i'd much rather either a third person or a first person viewpoint but i just don't like top down and this game looks like just absolute insanity i I never played it but it reminds me of like the miami heat type games where it's just guns blazing death everywhere bullets flying around just absolute chaos i I couldn't tell what the game was you know i I mean maybe maybe i need to try one maybe with my (laughs) crazy chaos loving self that i would like that but there's just something about the trailers that never interests me and i don't know why that is yeah so glitch punk is a little bit like enter the gungeon where it's that kind of like top down but you also get to enter cars and drive them around there's a police wanted system I, I did read the little description on Steam, and they mentioned the fact that there are 12 gangs with their own stories, quests, and culture. There's multiple endings. And it, it basically, it's GTA 2. It's like That's the a- top-down GTA 2 set in a cyberpunk world. That's exactly what it is. That, I was going to say, when I was watching this trailer and I saw the driving and the people getting out of cars and opening fire and stuff, all I could think about was GTA. Like yeah. the old school GTAs, you know, like you said, GTA exactly. two, like that was like, I was like, this is GTA with neon lights and like blood splatters <laughs> yeah. and crazy and cyberpunk and- music and stuff like that's, that was the exact vibe I got from it. Yeah. I was a little bummed to see that it's single player only, but it, it seems like it has the kind of aesthetic where it's a, more of like an indie release. I think it'll probably be cheaper. Whereas the day before definitely looks like a full price game. Yeah. So we'll just have to wait and see. So, you know, just to do a little bit of uh, drive-by reporting here, a couple other updates that we saw in the news. Josh and I, one of our favorite games ever, Bleeding Edge, (laughs) 
uh, rip. It is dead. <laughs> it's dead. It's it's not officially dead. They just the developer came out and said, "Hey, we're not going to release any more updates for Bleeding Edge. We're going to focus our attention on new projects," which is mm-hmm. the death bell for any game. <laughs> without saying, "Hey, we think this game sucks, and we're sorry," you know. Uh, and just for the record, Josh and I definitely thought that that game sucks. We yeah. were not we were not fans. So I was so excited when we saw yeah. like trailers for it and stuff. It, we kept calling it the third person Overwatch. Remember? Yeah. And we were That's like, what we hoped. "Oh, this game is going to be great." And then we played it and it was terrible. Little known fact, it's the only game that we actually announced we were going to cover on the show and then, and and then pivoted away from and said, nope, we're not doing it. And thankfully, nobody remembers that. It like, was early on. Yeah, it was. But I'm saying like nobody was like, hey, guys, I thought you were going to do Bleeding Edge this week. Like, yeah, we got away with that one. It wasn't even like we just gave it an hour. Like we played that game for a good five, six, seven hours. And we were like... <sighs> I just don't want to talk about this. Let's just pivot and cover something else. And we were not fans. And apparently nobody else was either. Yeah. No. So, yeah. so uh 21 shot salute for bleeding edge. <laughs> it is now, now dead and passed, uh, you know, virtually. And then also a game that we did talk about as one of our games to keep an eye on in 2021, <laughs> oops. Gollum, oops, <laughs> pushed to 2022. So the curse continues where if we talk about an upcoming release, it gets delayed to 2022. Uh, Outriders, I'm hoping, will no, be Don't, the one, one to, go, to at least come out in April. Hopefully that month to go. April 1st, man. They said it's coming. They Don't. said it's coming. Don't. We're not talking about that until it comes out. <laughs> Yeah. So if there's any games that you really want to come out this year, don't have us talk about it. We're not going to talk about games like Hogwarts Legacy or Gollum because all these games are being pushed to next year. And then also there is going to be another Steam Festival. And I would highly recommend that you guys take a look at that. We have had previous episodes that are just about the Steam Festival where they release tons of gaming demos. And last time we talked about one, we had a lot of fun talking about fantastic demos for great games like Ghost Runner and other fantastic games like Say No More. No, no. Which has still not released, Josh. As As soon as I looked it up, it is apparently they're still polishing it up, but it has not released yet. What more they could polish on that, man? That thing is a masterpiece. (laughs) (laughs) There's nowhere to go but down. You just got to release it. Just do it. Just get it out to the masses. Let the let the perfect 10 reviews roll in. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so check out the Steam Festival with all the gaming demos. You know, we don't get paid to say that. We just think it's very fun. Uh-huh. So take a look. And if you find any demos that you want us to talk about on the show, then hit us up on social media. So you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, at MultiplayerPod. And we would love to know what you guys want us to check out. And then also, I would highly recommend subscribing to us on youtube for those of you who noticed that todd wasn't with us here today he is focusing his time right now on video releases which you can find on youtube at multiplayer podcast so make sure to take a look there as todd starts releasing content on that side and then we forgot to mention the game that we are going to be covering next so next monday we will have a bonus round episode but then the following Monday, how about you tell the people, Josh? Because oh, this was your idea. This was this has been one of the most requested games for us to talk about. 
my my kids freaked out when I told them what we were going to cover, you mm-hmm. know. And so we are covering Terraria. <laughs> you Terraria. guys asked for it. We are going to do it. I, now we're old guys. I can't promise. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that we're gonna be like, hey, we absolutely love this game. I, I I see merit to the game. I see why it is a beloved game already, and we only have a few hours of playtime. But I I never played Terraria. Have you ever played Terraria? No, and I gotta say, it's very different than what I thought it would be. And I won't say whether that's for the better or worse, but I will say, having not watched any <laughs> content about Terraria, I was surprised. Yeah, how so, it works. So this is two two guys that have never played this game. I have seen my kids playing it, but I had no idea what they were doing. So it is going to be just fresh for us. You're going to get our take on it. Like I said, you guys have been requesting this, and we are men of the people. So y- y- you asked for it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so you're getting it. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, thanks so much for joining us here today. Make sure to subscribe to our podcast and leave us a review. Rate us five stars in your podcast app. And then we will see you guys on Monday for a bonus round episode. Bonus round! (laughs) See you guys. See ya.